What's up? This is your boy LO, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Decoding 40. Before we start the show, we got to pay some bills, and we are proudly sponsored by our friends over at AdamandEve.com. AdamandEve.com. Are those butt bees not button anymore? How about that dildo not dildo and that vibrator not vibrating and that ring not actually cocking? So go over there to adamandeve.com and make sure that you enter in code DC40. That's DC40. When you do, you get free gifts, free shipping, and all that good shit that you love. adamandeve.com. Don't forget to use code DC40, DC40 to get that free stuff. Peace. adamandeve.com. Now let's start the show. Funny thing is, is I, I owe my whole career to video games and probably my cousin who listens to the podcast. Shout out to D-Dub. When I was 12, uh, my cousin had a 2600, Atari 2600, and he was tired of it. And he just gave it to me. And I thought this was the most amazing thing, this 2600. And after that, I was hooked. And that turned into Commodore 64. And the Commodore 64 turned into an Amiga. And Amiga turned into... A PC, PCs turned into whatever else. And then, but everything that I did after that was always around technology because I, f- I was totally enamored with technology. Interesting oh, fact Mac didn't start having sex to his 20s because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what, so what I did was I, 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 I created a, an electronic orifice. <laughs> that you can actually <laughs> log on with your cock, and, and it's great. Because I can actually, go anywhere I want to go. Actually, not true. Not 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 a fifi weefy. Not true. <laughs> yes, it's it's an actual masturbator that's that's close a to my Wi-Fi. Weefy. This is another episode of Decoding Forty. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Hour, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> uh, I just do heroin. That sounds gross. Oh, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, I'm being a pack. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Brock, and I'm here with my main man... Yes, indeed. This is your main man, L.O.A.K.A. I'm sending you a bag of gummy dicks. Pause. (laughs) What's what's up? It's your boy Vin in the building. Hope everybody's safe out there. Peace. This is Alaric. That sounds annoyed, Alaric. Mm. Yeah, you you seem to be in uh, a mood since you joined us. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Feeling a little funky today, maybe. Did He's you get your bag of gummy straight. dicks? I got a bag <laughs> of gummy dicks. Did you happen to get a delivery today? I did not. I did not. Oh. I didn't open any packages from <laughs> or, or Gregory Hines or Savion <laughs> <laughs> Glover. I didn't open any packages. Uh, 
Did you get any poop on your porch? No, no, no. Today? Yeah, I think I think the word is spreading. Don't 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 have your dog shit <laughs> Don't mess with the yard man on on the on the third building from the left. Don't mess yeah, with like the yard. Yeah, like you said man. the word is spreading. It's spreading. <laughs> don't mess with the yard man's yard. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. What's funny is I have a, a neighbor now. They just moved from Detroit and they have a dog. And they like to walk their dog late at night. And I caught her the other day about to let the dog, like, I don't know if the dog was going to shit in my driveway area or she she got startled by me. But this new white couple on the block who has a decent sized dog who lets the dog shit in front of people's houses. Mm, Haven't done it to me yet. And and, and we can, without picking it up. Are you serious? I I walk my dog today and I can't prove it. My wife was like, fuck that. They knew in the neighborhood they got the biggest dog. It's probably their dog, which is probably correct. That's why I have to kind of I got to re, I got to make sure my ring is really working because sometimes it you know it gets disconnected from the Wi-Fi. It has issues, but I got to make sure it's working now because I think that we have a serial, a serial, a serial a dog serial. shitter mm. in the neighborhood. And it's got to be her because they have the biggest dog on the block and everybody else has smaller dogs and cleans up after their dogs. But you they're from follow. Detroit. Just follow her. Dog's gonna shit. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna wait. In the, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait in my porch. Where it's gonna be mad. I'm gonna put the lights off, and then when I see the dog shit, I'm just gonna rack the shotgun and and, and bust one in the air to, to scare her and the dog. Now get that dog shit out of here. <laughs> they from Detroit. That shit might not phase them. They'd be like, all right. Nah, they blanquitos. No. I think that they, they, they'd be nah, scared she, about uh, that. Yeah. She's probably happy she can walk the streets at night now. Yeah. She walks out. She's probably out there late, you know, BBC hunting. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a trap. (laughs) Oh, where, oh, where can those BBCs be? I want to be trying to lure you out. No. (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) No, sir. The BBC hunter <laughs> shit on his porch. <laughs> That'll get his attention. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and, oh, and what's crazy was I thought it was an, it, as big as a turd. I, I was like, "Yo, is there a human shitting in the neighborhood now?" Because I yeah. I can't put it past. You know, hey. it seems like stranger things have happened in New Jersey. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't sleep, New like, Jersey man. Maybe that's why she walks the dog so late at night. Um, yeah. She likes to shit. She likes to take a shit with her dog. She might. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's hers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the fucking like the fucking lady that was in the fucking supermarket. They got a video of her taking his shit. Mm-hmm. She's shitting in the dairy section. Yeah. She's like, I need eggs, cheese, and uh, sausages. <laughs> <laughs> and her dog is looking at it like some hot, nasty. some hot wings. Nasty bitch. Clean that up, bitch. <laughs> okay, Raggy. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <sighs> So what else is going on in your life, Vin? Besides, uh, <laughs> the show is starting uh, off. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, I, I might as well, right? Um, how do I how do I segue from now. how do I segue from now, Tyrese? <laughs> might as well keep going. How do, how do I segue from dog shit and cereal shitters in the supermarket? Um, what's going on? Uh, everything's cool, man. I got my windows done today. They finally came and uh, put the windows in. Unfortunately, the gentleman um, mismeasured, if that's a word, one of the windows and one of the windows didn't get replaced. So the three uh, Latino gentlemen who put the windows in, the the one, I guess he was the head dude. He was like, yo, um, do you want to pay? I was like, um, I said, I'd rather not. And he goes, you don't have to pay. I don't care. <laughs> so I said, because. <laughs> If I give you the money, the balance of the money, I'll be waiting another three months to get that other window changed. I was like, no, what? I'm Why not going to pay you. you. Why did he ask you? He, asked, he, he asked he didn't me care. because he knew. Hold up. He, he didn't care. And he wanted to see if I was a Kevin or, or, or you know, a Kevin and be like, what? I'm not going to pay. I was like, uh, nah, bro. I was like, I'll give them the money, the balance when they put the uh, the window in. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll tell them that. <laughs> that was it. Because if I would have given him the money, yeah, you're right. It would have taken another four or five weeks to get that window. I said, well, and and then when I said it to him that way, I said, bro, I'm not going to pay because honestly, I'll be waiting four weeks. He just started laughing, like he knew. He's like, you made the right choice. <laughs> you made the right choice. <laughs> choice like, he's like. You made the right decision because if you would have paid me the money, but I'm not coming back, you know. So <laughs> he, he, yo, they would have literally was not the owner. He was not the owner. No, he wasn't. He was the window worker, window world That's worker. He, asked, he probably would. Like, you want to pay? I don't know. He's like, I, I don't have to take the money. You don't have to pay because I, they would have. They would have gone as far as like dropping the window off and be like, sorry, put it in yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Mm. Um, he put the old one back in. He was like, well, they'll order a new one. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I said, yeah, I'll pay them when they finish doing the work. Mm. Um, other than that, I had to go to the dentist today and I had to get a root canal. And uh, it's something to be said about having really good dental coverage. Like on a scale of one to 10, my dental coverage is probably like a, a six and I'm being generous because I was sitting there and I started to think like, there are people who are dentists who went to dental school who barely pass with like a C average. There are C average dentists out there and they're all hired by transit <laughs> because this guy, first of all, I go in there. He had me going from one room to the next because something was wrong with the x-ray machine. He must have took about eight x-rays of this one part of my mouth. I, I'm literally probably growing a tumor in my tooth right now from the, the fucking x-rays that he gave that he took from me. He's got me going back and forth because something was wrong with the computer. And then it's like when you go to the dentist, they use this like red, um, this red uh, type of cherry flavored thing to numb your gum before they stick the needle in it. Most dentists give about 30 seconds to two minutes to kind of let that settle in. He literally like stuck it in my mouth, turned around with the needle like 10 seconds later. I was like, yo, you going to like let that shit like, I was ho- he was like, this is going to pinch a little bit. It's going to pinch. It's, it felt like he was putting a shard of glass through my gum. And I'm like, yo, you're not going to let that settle in a little bit? He's like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. Just, just, you know. And I started to think about how 
uh, doctors, white doctors in particular, don't think black people feel pain mm-hmm. and, and how what women go through and how they don't want to give women prescribed women medicines like that. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I, I just I mean, I was glad that he did it relatively quickly. I mean, but it was just and it wasn't that painful once he gave me the Novocaine. And that was some fast acting Novocaine. I think he had some fentanyl in it or something like it was mixed. It was blended with something else because that shit had my whole face numb. I left there like, what the fuck? Fentanyl? <laughs> He's like, no, it came. Fentanyl is the same thing, you know? But um, got that done. So now, you know, I have to go back to my other dentist to get a cap for the hole that's there now. It's just, it's a lot, you man. Know, you know what I mean? Um, no, not it, because... I, I, you have a general dental dentist mm-hmm. and I had to go to the, what is it? End, endodontist. He's the, they are the ones who do the, just the root canal. He did the root canal. He put a temporary filling in there, but I have to go back to my primary dental dentist to get the actual cap. Oh, okay. Because they have to, they have to go back and they have to like fit it, mold it or whatever. And then they give you like a temporary one and then you go back and get the permanent one. So it's, it's not a one-stop shop. You know, uh, everybody gets a part of the insurance. So, um, you know, that was that. And then I just came home and, you know, by the time I came home, the guys were finishing up the windows. It feels good to have new windows in the house now because like a lot of the windows I had in the kitchen were old and like I was holding shit up with like old soup cans and shit to keep the window open. Now I don't have to do that anymore. My, I had I had crack house windows in, in the dining in the dining room and kitchen area. No longer have to deal with that shit anymore. Now I got to put all the shit back because it was stuff in front of the windows. So that's so that's that's not fun. But other than that, things is cool. Um, shout out to Slink. I had a really good time with my brother these this past couple of weeks. We hung out a lot and um, stay tuned for some stuff that we all did with him. Uh, he sends his love to you guys. He's leaving tomorrow night, and he's like, I really had a great time uh, with the camaraderie and hanging out and just acting the fool with you niggas in New York. He said, I really had a good time, and I can't wait for y'all to come to LA. So shout out to him and uh, safe travels, my brother, until we see each other again. And other than that, man, things is going good. Yeah, man. Peace out. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait to go. Yo, yo, would y'all be down to drive out there? No. Like drive Uh, one way? Oh, hell no. And fly back? First name hell, last name no. No. I don't have that kind of time right now. Two two or three days. In a car. He said it like we were 20. With y'all niggas. <laughs> and we're in I our was... 40s. Niggas got to take blood pressure medicine. <laughs> Need to stretch. <laughs> niggas got to stretch. They got to piss. We got to piss a lot more than we used Every to. two hours. <laughs> you nuts. Who's got the broad bladder in here? <laughs> it would take us Put on some depends. To Cali. <laughs> and then when the network calls, then I just want to put us in a Winnebago and, and drive across country and tape the whole thing. I'm down for it. Yes, but right of now, of course, they give us a check. But nah, okay. four niggas in a, in a jeep. No, that's what um, I was thinking. We could, we, we could film it. We could film it. It'd be great content. We have a, we shoot it ourselves. Fuck that. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to pay us for the car. We gonna we gonna take your yeah. car? No, we would. No, we'd, we'd have rent to. Up. We'd have to rent. Yeah, we'd have rent to a rent caravan. Big nah, you know we'd rent. Caravan. We'd fucking rent the Dodge uh, Caravan Hemi, and 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 Rick would love that shit. The Hemi uh, Caravan with the fucking oh. spinners on it. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> but nah, hell no, I couldn't do no road trip like that. I, I get I, I get frustrated driving to Jer- downtown Jersey City. Now you want to go across the country? You kidding me? 
But actually traveling on the road outside of the city area is not bad. It's like, it's not bad. Cause once you get going, but that's a long trip, bro. That's yeah. A long trip. But uh, yeah, we definitely got to We got it. We got to find a way out there. The I can give you it. four hours of driving. That's about it. Total New York, the whole Miami. trip. <laughs> 24 hours. New York to Miami. Jesus Christmas. 24 hours. And like that we didn't, we stopped probably for like three or four hours to catch a quick nap. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's not good. You don't want to do that too many times. I did that. No, nah, not anymore. Times. I'm not doing that anymore. I would still drive to Atlanta. Nah. Atlanta, Atlanta's 14. Nah. I would do nah. that. That's nothing. You got to like, give you but D- you know what? You have I to give like you to DC. <laughs> I give you the DMV area. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much where I go through now when I drive. I, I the last time I drove to North Carolina was probably in the nineties sometime. But um no, I haven't gone past the farthest I'll go is to where my boy lives in, in, in Maryland. And that's like four hours. And the only time I do that is I gotta leave at five in the morning. So three of the hours I'm not dealing with any traffic. I just get there and I'm and I'm there at nine o'clock in the morning. But shout out to my yeah, people. So uh, Rich, we definitely got we definitely got to go down to what uh, we have to go over to LA and, and check out Slink, you know, soon come. And uh, comedy up, things looking good over the weekend. Sorry, but yeah, I just didn't want to step over your words. Yeah, but um, if he pulls uh, his birthday party off and there, you know, the, the yeah, pandemic is subsiding, that would, be that would be dope. The panoramic, the panoramic sees all things. And that's, <laughs> and uh, that's basically it, man. Just, you know, trying to hit these stages and, uh, get ready for these audition performances and, you know, bring down the stage, as they say. And nice. I'm done speaking. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all and go to www.decodin40.com make sure you sign up so you can keep following us thank you for listening to Coden 40 <laughs> god damn it no. what's up with you grumpy uncle ricky is that me oh yeah. you know what it is i'm fucking tired i was going to say you look exhausted uh, well i have been up since uh 6 a.m um today was the first day of school for uh both kids um, kindergarten and 3K for all, and uh, I do. I'm not a big fan of De Blasio, Mayor De Blasio, but he did one good thing: pre-K for all and 3K for all. Was it was the one good thing that he did that I can say that he did for the average New Yorker? Because um, not having to pay for childcare for the next <laughs> year is a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. and my son gets to go to the school. There was the same private school my daughter went to, uh, and he goes, he's going for free. So, mm. shout out to you, uh, Bloomberg, for that. Bloomberg, Bloomberg or De Blasio? I mean, De Blasio. De Blasio. Sorry, sorry, not Bloomberg. See, you really Ooh, don't know. One of them really don't, don't know. Blasio. <laughs> he was like, I don't even want to give him credit in that second thought. <laughs> Whenever I think of a, a decent mayor, for some reason, I just kind of glance over. The Thanks, Blasio. Eric Adams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think that's what it is. Like, uh, my energy level is kind of low. Um, yeah, I've been up since like 6 a.m. this morning. So, and uh, this is like the first week of everything starting. So, like, there's a new schedule. Everything's different. You know, the wife's back at the at work in the office. 
we we have a new babysitter. Uh, kids are going, both kids are going to different schools. So it's just, everything is in flux and uh, just trying to bounce with whatever is happening. But what else is going on in, in the world? You know, the, the other day when we hung out, I came home and um, around the corner from my house, I passed, it was an accident. I saw the accident at the corner, around the corner from my house. And as I'm driving past, I noticed that there is no one in either car. Not a, no one. The cars are empty. There's no one on the street walking around the cars. There's no one in the vicinity. And then I see a police car drive to the corner, then flip it, flip its lights, turn the corner and race away. So I had to circle a couple of times because parking was late and parking is not so easy. I circle around again and I see another cop car and no one is stopping to even investigate these two abandoned cars in the middle <laughs> of the street. Like, I don't mean it pulled off to the side. I mean, they had an accident in the middle of the street and whoever was in those cars, they bounced. They were gone. And it was just like an eerie, it was like as if, you know, you were in, in The Walking Dead and the world just went to shit and two cars crashed together and just zombies. Like, because there was nobody out. It was so quiet. It was just the weirdest thing. Um, I think the police have given up. I think because just... <laughs> how do you how do you not investigate two smashed up cars? Not, e- not so even I can, secure the scene. I can help with with the protocol. The protocol is to pursue the people that exited the vehicle and apprehend them first, and they're going to call for backup to secure those vehicles. Yeah, and because well, the it was. Well, no, the backup was probably going after the second because you said there were two cars. There were, yeah, there was. Th- look, this didn't just happen. It's not like it just happened and people bounced and then ran away. The cars were sitting Mac there. McGruff. When I, well, the I, only reason when I show you the video, you will see how bizarre Mac Five O is. Let me see your license and registration, please. Can Can you imagine you? you come across an accident and nobody's there. There's no one hurt. All the airbags exploded, but everybody's gone. They're ghosts. And the first thing that a police officer is going to do is call for backup. If I'm chasing someone, someone's going to have to watch the scene because that's where the evidence is. So the protocol is also to protect, protect the evidence, but they weren't interested in that. They weren't interested. They wanted to arrest somebody. They want to arrest somebody. they were erasing away from the scene so they didn't have to do the paperwork. I guarantee you that's what was happening. No, they were, I'm telling you. What were, time was so it? So the only reason what I time? noticed. What time was it when, when it happened? Uh, what, what, time, what time? Did After we, midnight. Okay, so what, they weren't yeah. changing shifts because it was like 1055. I'd say, yeah, they, they were like, fuck that. I don't want to do overtime. We're going home. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless the cops that ran up on the scene was already doing overtime. Like, fuck that. I'm not doing no tour. I want to go home. But <laughs> I, I, I saw three cop cars drive past this scene and not one of them stopped in my circle. I don't even know. And I'm circling. So I'm, it's not like I'm standing in the same spot. I'm circling. I'm going around looking for a parking space. So at least three cop cars pass the scene. I don't well, know those, how those, those cars weren't going anywhere. They weren't going anywhere. Well, it sounds like they, they were a hazard though in the middle of the street. Yeah. 
The only reason I noticed is because this happened in front of my house. So when I when, when I was when I was living in a park right in front of my house, my window was right on a major thoroughfare, and somebody smacked. All I heard, I was like cooking, and all I hear was, ah! I'm like, my God, what was that? I look out the window, and this car had hit somebody, and kept going. Hit a person, hit a person. Yeah, a, hit, another hit car a, or a person? hit another car. Okay, oh, okay. Because if it made that sound, sound hit the person. person. That's oh, Superman. No. Oh no, hey, that's a rap. That's a rap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hulk, nigga. Oh, <laughs> so they they had hit him so hard that they had pushed the car up onto the sidewalk, and the whole car was leaking, mm. like all kinds of fluid. So I'm thinking this car's gonna explode on it. So I run out there, and I'm like, and, and my neighbor had come out. We tried to get them out of the car, and they're like, "Well, no, we got our stuff in there." And it was like, "Yo, damn your stuff!" Like get away from the car because you don't know if this thing is going to light. One cop car pulls up, said, which way did they go? Oh, I forgot a part of the story. One cop it was car you. Came. No, 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 no. I was oh. inside the house cooking. Oh, okay. One cop car comes up, said, which way did they go? We said, oh. second car cop comes up. Come on. Third car cop comes up and they go somewhere else. But um, I jumped in my car. <laughs> this was after I had jumped in my car and started chasing the dude. With your badge? It's true. Yeah, right. I was I was I was wilding. But the dude was trying to get away. And I was like, nah, it, it wasn't right away, but I got in the car. So by the time I had come back, basically I was chasing the dude. Wait, 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 let me tell the story. I think I had told the story on the podcast. But anyway, bef- so. this before, the, before the cops come, this nigga's Kojak. I was like, <laughs> where's this dude going? This is a hit and run. I jump in my car and I had I'd start chasing after him. Did you turn Bozak. He, did you say, did he turn on the sirens? No, I said, did he turn, no, the he turn off the stove? Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 I turned off the stove. You wanted to make sure he was safe. Yeah. No, actually, actually, I had something in the oven, so it was fine. It was in the oven. I didn't. So anyway, I start chasing after this dude, and I'm going up the blocks, up the blocks, and up the blocks. And they got the I'm And I'm looking. Left, right, left, right, left, right. And I see the guy cut up another street, and I start going after him. What movie is this? No, no, no. This is true. This is a true story. I swear. I swear. On my, on my, on my daughter. On my daughter. On my daughter. This is a true story. So I'm running and I see the guy cutting up the streets. Oh, Jack. And, and then I see him like go up and down a block or whatever. And these are the back. This is Queens Village, right? So I see the guy going and I'm and I'm trying to chase after him. And the cop, the first cop car that had run by catches up to him and pulls him over. So then I make a U-turn and I come back to the house. I pull up. They gave you the thumbs cop, up. Cop, <laughs> cop comes, he leaves. Another cop comes, he leaves. Another cop comes, he leaves. And then a cop comes and he puts. So like three or four cars came up and they just left these poor people there. And then like the fourth car had come up on the thing. And then um, he rolled up on me. He was like, were you involved in an accident? I was like, nah. And I was trying to tell him like, nah, I was I was, <laughs> I was a part of the chase. <laughs> see how, see how, see how this. Did you is pull out your like, badge? I, I, I'm like, what? No. What is happening? You see right how now? this is no. nothing like the story I just told. <laughs> no, but but hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that the cops still this left the scene, even though they had. No, it's not. The cops had left the scene. The cops came by and left the accident. Yes. Even after I had come back and they had appreh- apprehended the suspect, they still bounced. Was, How much paperwork was, did you have to do? <laughs> he didn't have to. 
I actually was like, I told one of the cops, I was like, I, I chased after him. He looked at me. He was like, why? <laughs> right. Because he should. Like, I didn't want him to get away. I was like, I didn't want him to get away. Yeah. Fucking Mac. But anyway, the cops, the cops left the unit. <laughs> yo, the cops, the cops left the story. We're going to need I, a bus. Listen, listen. I, I just, <laughs> Mac called the bus. I always bus. try We're, to do the right thing. This is Mac Burnett. We're going to need a bus down here. I always try to do the right thing, man. I try to do the right thing. You did the right. Do the right so thing. what do we have here, Detective B? <laughs> do the right well, thing, we got that an accident. We got a 145. Nah, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not. Did you? I'm not. A, with, yeah. I'm getting too old for this shit. So look, 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 look. I'm not a ah, snitch, but was right. I'm not a snitch, but was right is right and was wrong is wrong. And hitting them people, <laughs> hitting them people, wrecking their car and speeding off. That was wrong. That was not the I'm right. Not thing a snitch, but I am a fake cop. <laughs> In my spare time. I'm first something like all, a chef. First of all, I'm something like a chef. Hey, yo, uh, hold on, hold on, hold up. What Mac forgets is that at the end of everything, the the fucking the precinct came by with a box of donuts and a box of Joe and was like, <laughs> "Get it, get it, <laughs> citizens of the week." <laughs> Mac Murtaugh, get it, Mac. Honorary police. This is Mac McGuffs. Uh, holy, shit. them cops, them cops, them cops, and them people could have gave a fuck. That it's I took like a bite out of crime. They could have gave a fuck. But the cops, but, <laughs> Yo, I, but I did ask good. the cop. But I did ask the cop. I said, yeah, I said, listen, nobody stayed here. He was like, nah. Protocol is we gotta we gotta catch the catch the. The, the why the, are they the, talking the to you? They not because they was they yeah, they was talking to me afterwards because <laughs> this shit is right in front of my house. It's right in front of my house. I, I bet you. I you feel like in your window the entire time. This fantasy. <laughs> right, of that's oh, I, okay. I feel like this you is a like two thirty five. This looks like a two thirty five in progress. So I got I in my car. It happened. Called the bus. It happened in your head. It, it happened. No, it happened. It happened. It happened. It happened. Yo, I li- I, oh, they, yo, yeah, they used to on 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 average there was two to two to three accidents per month right in front of my house, or on that block on my block. Every, oh, every so you had a lot of practice. Accidents. I got it. And every time I yeah, jump I, in my car and I chase after him, <laughs> nobody. Hits nah, a lot yeah, of times what, I would miss it. A lot of this time. Oh, oh, you were ready for action. Got it. Yeah. You know, I just I just saw these young people get out of the car and the car was leaking and I just was scared somebody was hurt. And you couldn't understand. Right, we got Did you call nine one one? Oh no! I kind of felt motivated, and I also knew my car was fast. It was, it was fast. Oh it was fast and new, so I hit it. It's true. I did. I hit it. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I caught him. I would have caught up to him. I would have caught up to him. Listen, listen. I would have caught up to him. Did you slide? Be a cop. Hold up. Did you slide over the hood? Did you slide over the hood like the next nigga? <laughs> he did and slid into the bush. You know what? <laughs> he slid over the hood and shit. One day, one day, one day. <laughs> Ducktails. You keep your windows down in the hood. Uh, what? One day, one, one day, you guys are going to need me, and if ooh, no one else ooh. can help, you too. You too Man, can hide the eighteen. Mac, the Mac team. You can hide. You can, you too can hide the Mac team. I love it when a plan. I love it when a plan comes together. That was hilarious. That was love it when the plans oh, come man. together. So, but yeah, no, that was a true story. It's a true story. But anyway, I, anyway, cops, cops, cop. It was, it was cop. But cops left the scene to chase after 
to go to the other side of uh, where they had um, apprehended the, no, the hit and run driver. What you were talking it's about true. has absolutely nothing. To, your story is whatever it was, but it has nothing to do with what I was talking about. Absolutely. That's right. fine. Because there is no victim in the car. There's no family huddling in the back seat, not wanting to Save us, Mr. Leave. Burnett. Save us. Yeah. <laughs> that was I'll right back chase here. after him. But why did the cop okay? leave the scene of the crime if there was people in the car? That's what I'm saying. There was no people in the car. No, in my case, there were people in the car and they still left. That was my No, point. he's right. saying that there was you, people in the car. Yeah, but he's saying that they would not care about the accident because they want to get the people who are fleeing. Because uh, uh. there's other he services obviously knows. to come by. He's, he's credentialed in civic whatever it is. Nah, I just, you know, been in enough accidents. It's fine. If 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 someone, if there was an accident and both yeah. parties took off, yeah, what is the likelihood that one of these vehicles might have been involved in some other form of crime? Very likely, right? Would you would mm -hmm. you would you put money on that something is not right? These were 100%. not legally driving, or 100 percent, 100 percent, upstanding citizens who got into a fender bender. So 100 percent. So it makes sense that a cop would stay with one cop would stay with the vehicle. Which is moving because the cars, the cars or the or the perp, the perp, which is which is moving away from where we are right now. The <laughs> cars or the perp, an unsecured vehicle in Brooklyn, which, which is midnight, moving, which is moving is the cars or the perp. Which, you just told me they hold crashed on, into on. each other. Like, at, wait, a minute, like wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Police officers in Brooklyn. Wait a minute. Hold, 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 hold the, the perp is moving. The purpose moving. Up. Now, and you just said that both cars had crashed into each other and both both of the airbags had deployed. Where are these cars going without a tow truck? Nowhere. It's not about where they're going, but what it's are not the happening. What are the contents they, they of the vehicle? That's the thing. That's where the evidence is. Because if they catch them and have no evidence of that other other crime, there's nothing to Wait prove. A minute. I thought in both That's of your stories. Evidence. I think both of these stories people fled. Yes. Yes. Okay. So th there's the connective tissue. There you go. Thank you. Uh, okay. And one of us is a cop. It was no, nine o'clock at night. Hold up. It was nine o'clock at night when I heard a loud bang out of my roof, out of my uh, car. There, I was cooking away from the DiGiorno pizza. What I heard. It's fine. It's fine. The actual it's air fine. when it airs. It's fine. Hey you. Yeah you, Dakota Forty fan. You got a problem with us? Give us a call, 608-618-4040. Tell us how you really feel. You might end up on the show. We double, triple, fucking dare you. Fuck out of here. Uh, I'll make it quick. So um, uh, first, I want to uh, echo what uh, Vin said. I, I, I had a great time with you guys over the weekend. I think I used the word cathartic in terms of being able to smoke, drink, and laugh. It, it, it just was fun. Um, great conversation. So... And as we all said, we need to do that more often because it's needed. It's needed. We we need to decompress. But moving on, uh, as of today, we um, now have a high schooler, which is insane to me. Um, yeah, really. And Both of us. <laughs> yeah. Got mine. Well, yeah. Um. So just watching this kid grow is amazing. Um. And now we also have a fourth grader. So. Uh, 
and they both have a pretty enjoyable day at school. So I, so far, so good in terms of, you know, the, in the back of my mind, the whole thing of what they're dealing with, with uh, the safety protocols and the, with the pandemic. Um, it's still there, but we, we're just going to ride it till, till the wheels fall off, I guess. Um, the other thing I, I thought was funny is I had to share. So my youngest son has now really gotten into Hamilton, the play. And if he is not actually watching the play on television, he is listening to the soundtrack every day. And I don't know if you've had um, your kid be that into something yet. My but, daughter was yo, into Hamilton like that as well. She are you serious? Yo, she went through that Hamilton phase. Yes. And Rapping, you find yourself rap. humming. Yes. <laughs> you find yourself humming some of the tunes and it's like, yo, get this shit out of my head. I woke up. I think I was dreaming singing Hamilton uh, one night, but um, it's, it's, had it's on a white, he had on a white wig and a top coat and was like, <laughs> I am Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> the wild thing is I had woke, I woke up like early in the morning, uh, like three o'clock to go to the bathroom and he is in his room in his underwear dancing to Hamilton. And when I come up, I come out of the bathroom, he goes, I know you think it's weird that I'm dancing to Hamilton in my underwear, but it's just, it's, it's just really good music. <laughs> so I'm like, it's three o'clock in the morning. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's him. That, that's, that's his, uh, that's his thing. Um, and last, I'm going to get out of here with, I don't know. Have you guys watched uh, the reality show Temptation Island? No. No, but okay, I've it, it I've is, seen the commercials. I know the the premise. Yeah, it's my brand new uh, uh, guilty pleasure, addictive guilty pleasure. For those and the premise know. is people who are about to get married or trying to take a a, 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 a I guess a deeper stake into their relationship go on Temptation Island. The man, the men, will go into a house full of single women. And the woman will go into a house full of single men and they stay there for 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, they have to decide, are they going to go back with the person that they came with? Are they going to leave with someone new or if they're going to leave with leave by themselves? This is an absolute recipe for disaster, because one of the things that they do is give the other uh, partner about five to 10 seconds of a clip out of context and make them watch that to determine if they feel like oh. that partner is being faithful or not. This is evil. Oh, it's evil television. Um, well, that's no different so, than people so, talking to their friends about something well, you're doing. It's, it's a little bit no, different when you find your partner or they show you a clip of your partner in bed with someone else or about to get in bed with someone else. So is this house full of women trying to fuck or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was so basic. He was just Absolutely. Like, so trying to fuck. Just trying to get Absolutely. to it. Like, are they are they trying to seduce me? Are they trying to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck? That's what they're doing. Well, they're they're actually yeah. looking for love, or they're looking for a relationship. They're looking for cock, <laughs> <laughs> and the dudes are looking for veg. I mean, come on, exactly. That's what's going on here? What if you it's haven't fuck, watched? It's a fucking fuckery. It 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 is. It is incredible soul porn. It's soul porn. I, I feel like it's scripted. Yeah. Um, of course, heavily, but but it's fun. It's fun if TV. You, if you're if you're watching reality TV, it's not reality. So yes, you're right. It is very heavily scripted. Yeah. So I don't know why Cindy keeps coming into the room, putting her tits in my face. It's not fun. Well, I, I can't do that anymore. 
there's actually a the, there's actually a reality happens. show. Not a, it's not a reality. It's a scripted show that talks about what it um is like to put on one of these shows. And I can't I, I can't remember the name of that show, but it was pretty funny. But basically, what they do is heavily uh, intoxicate these people. So there's alcohol mm-hmm. all the time. Oh yeah. Um. So bad decisions are going to be made, and plus, you know, they're encouraging them to do bad things. Mm-hmm. So this is Leon. If you care about your relationship, do not go on this show. Um. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it would be like, and, uh, and a lot of these. This is how I want to break up with you, but I don't want to tell you. <laughs> and a lot of these <laughs> these women and men who play the the uh, the temptation. Mm-hmm. are actors and actresses who are trying to make it in the business, who are trying to get, you know, their their 15 minutes or get discovered right. or it's what have you. You know, it's what it is. And some of them got very big titties and, you know, there you have it. <laughs> Temptation. I, I, Temptation. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy the kind of for some reason. I just, I just don't. I, I was in the mood for that and it was a Snickers bar that Definitely uh, satisfied my <laughs> hunger. <laughs> Temptation Island. Temptation. Hold this on. is Leon. I couldn't and say I'm no to them titties. <laughs> okay, for the fifth time. This is Leon, and that I is, am done speaking. Still Leon, and he's done speaking. <laughs> hey, honey. I don't know what it is, but my vibrator doesn't work like it used to. I went over to AdamandEve.com and and I got the biggest, blackest cocktail dough. And I used the code DC40. It was wonderful. Not only did I get that big BBC, but they gave me some videos and my favorite ones, too. Of course it was black. AdamandEve.com I had a wonderful weekend with you guys. Cathartic, I think, is the word. And it was just nice to hang around and and just uh, be among men and and just chat and be in the city before it got cold. It was nice. It was really nice. Um, this week, I am completely obsessed with all things acai berry, and I have no idea why. I found a place near me that makes acai salads, and I found this place near me that sells it frozen with mixed fruit, and I've been making smoothies at home. It is absolutely delicious, and I've been making this every day. It's very healthy uh, with some spinach and some other things. I don't know why I'm obsessed with it, but I am, I've been obsessed with acai berry um, almost every day. Almost every day I ran out and I made a special run so I wouldn't have it be out of acai berry. So that's 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 my diet uh, plan, I guess. And, you know, I'm really upset with all of these websites because I'm, I'm buying toys. I'm really upset with these websites because the pictures of the toys are super deceptive. Are you using it's, DC 40 at the checkout? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Kid, kids dog, toys. Kids toys. Kids toys. Kids toys. These toys are very deceptive. So I saw this one toy look very small and it, it was a toy that clapped. It comes in here in a box that's four feet long. And then I ordered another toy, which looks like it was huge. And it comes in here and it's about one foot tall. It's like this little tiny thing. So it's very hard. So I realized before I buy these toys, I need to look at the measurements. I need to read all the descriptions, look at all the comments. It's very time consuming. I remember I missed Toys R Us. I missed, I really, you know, as a kid, I really enjoyed going to Toys R Us. It was like Disneyland, like on the weekend. And I wish I had that to be able to take my, or FAO Schwartz or something like that to take my daughter too. And the toy stores no longer exist. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm trying to figure that out. I can't believe that, uh, uh, you know, Amazon hasn't figured this out. 
toy stores still exist. They're, they're just much smaller. And the good news is Toys R Us is coming back. Yeah, I heard that. Is that a, is that a fact is or it, is it a super fact? Is that brick and mortar or is that just online? Right. Oh, I, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be inside another store. Like, it, like yes, pop-up. So shop. it will be a retail space. Right. Yes. I'll still dig it. I will still do it. I would go to wherever it is. Like the last blockbuster, I would track it down. Um, Toys R Us was amazing. So, that was like, Christmas was amazing going to Toys R Us. Do you remember, the, uh, what was that other place? Um, it was in Green Acres Mall. Um, oh, KB Toy Store. KB, yes. KB Toy Store. I loved KB Toy Store. Even as an adult, it was great. Likes going to KB Toy Store. It was a lot of fun. I dated a girl that worked at KB Toy Store. Shout out to her. I took her to a wedding, actually. We had a good time. How old was she? Whew, God. That's <laughs> a long time ago. No, she was an adult. Uh, I was in my 20s. Uh, I was working at KB Toy Store. Okay. I was in my 20s. No, no, no. She was, was like, I got some now ladies and some fucking Starbursts in my purse. Nah. No, no, no. Her breast smell like Jolly Ranchers, nigga. She was in her her 20s. I was in my 20s at the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, no, no. What's that smell? That's Jolly Ranchers. Would you like one? I actually actually got a a really nice compliment. I was at the wedding, and the guy who invited me, his boss was there, and I knew his boss very well. And his boss was like, Mac, Mac, come here. Let's go get a drink. He was like, yo, that chick you're with, she's super hot. White dude. Yeah, shout out to him. How he was like, he was, he was like, like open. Wow, wow. Yeah, he was kind of like that. Yeah, he was kind of like that. He was like that. Dude, shout out to him. He was, he was, he was a dirtbag. He was a dirtbag. He was one hundred percent dirtbag. Yeah, one hundred fifty percent dirtbag. But he was cool though. He was cool people. All right, let's get into the show. We just recently had the twentieth anniversary of September eleventh, and um, you know, I think we all have a personal experience of where we were on September eleventh and what that meant and how that's impacted us. And, you know, for me, um, I don't, I don't talk about a lot about September 11th because I have, um, I try not to relive it. When September 11th happened, that particular, I worked across the street and it just, that particular day, I just happened to be at school. And um, so I saw it, I saw the plane hit, I saw the smoke, whatever. I didn't go in for weeks. And then um, for about a week or so, and then we had to get in the building and they let us in. And um, so I walked through ground zero and I saw like clothing and fire and all of that. Luckily, we had on masks when we went back into our offices to get our stuff. I think it was like two weeks, um, two or three weeks. And I, I have in 20 years, I've been I've been walked by there, but I've only been in that general vicinity one more time. And I went into the Freedom Tower one more time. But I just it, it's hard for me to process being down there again. I have mixed feelings about building seven and some of the other things about who did it. But, um, you know, the loss of life is, is evident. And one of the guys we knew got hurt, but, um, and he had burns all over his body, but he did get out of the building. Um, cause he was, he, he got hurt when the first plane hit and then we got him out of there. So, um, so that's, that's my memories of nine 11. What about you guys? Wait, you pulled him out? No, 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 no. No, the oh. fireman pulled him out. Oh, I was like, you said we. Nah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Who are you? On I'm, your t- I'm police. I'm not this fired. Nigga, oh, hold fired. up. This nigga's police and FDNY. He is. He wears many hats. I'm. 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 I'm all badges. I'm all badges. Oh shit! That was. I remember that fireman distinctly. 
I had I had an interview. This is around the time when I was assisting. Uh, I was assist a photo assistant, and one of my photographic heroes is this guy named Matthew Jordan Smith. And um, before I even knew who he was, I had seen an image that he took of Queen Latifah on Essence magazine, on the cover of Essence magazine, and she was uh, basically had a crown. Her hair was braided into a crown. It looked magnificent. And I had never at, to that point seen a magazine hold a black woman to that level of esteem. To me, I had not seen that before. Um, so he was my, he's my photographic hero. So I managed to get an interview with him to start working um, on his crew as an assistant. And our interview was on September 11th. Um, and I was supposed to be in the city for, I think, uh, 10 o'clock was our, our, our arranged uh, time to meet. I woke up early at the time I'm living with my ex and she was still in bed. And so so I had the TV on mute. So I had New York One on, TV on mute. And they're showing this clip of one of the towers burning. The, the first plane had already hit. So I thought this was like a movie that opened up over the weekend that I just had not taken notice of. I thought this is not actually happening. But as I'm sitting there, the second plane hits. And that's when I woke her and I was like, yo, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but this mm. is looking crazy. So, you know, now it's starting to unfold what's actually happening and, and, um, these looks like these planes are flying into the buildings on purpose. And we, now we're like, we don't know what's going to happen next. So, you know, I, I call him and I'm like, you know, I don't, I think I'm going to be a little late. And then he's like, you know what? I think uh, let's reschedule or whatever. And then it the, the whole thing just starts to unfold. And we watch the tower two come down from the roof of, the building that we lived in in Brooklyn at the time. And uh, I thought that this was going to be, I thought this was end of days. I mm. thought that there was going to be like five more planes targeting cities. And I just didn't know what was going to happen. And if you remember cellular service for the most part was, was shut down absolutely, like, because there was, there, I guess there's some relay towers or whatever downtown or the government shut it down. I don't know whatever they were doing they made it locked it down so they couldn't communicate but there was no cellular service and that was sort of the time when people stopped having landlines and was everybody was on their cell phone so we were the only one of our friends that actually had a landline so everybody was coming over to our house to like call their people who were out of state or overseas because nobody everybody wanted to just let everybody know that they were safe and it was like for a week, we were just on pins and needles anticipating the next attack. We were just looking for where else are they going to come at us? You know, because this was on, in our generation, for sure. Like Pearl Harbor, it, Pearl Harbor wasn't, just wasn't a reality for us. Like we weren't, we weren't of that generation, but this was like being attacked on American soil um, now we're all vulnerable because a lot of people that died in those towers were not 
people who, they, you know, they're not military targets. They were soft targets. They were just regular, everyday folks that got caught in this political warfare, you know? They got they got no closer to their goals. We got no closer to our goals, but 3,000 people perished, you know, in it for that, you know? Um, it was hard. Like, you... you, you there's not a person in New York at that time that you could talk to that wasn't touched by it in some way. Either you knew somebody who knew somebody or it was closer. Um, I, I recently worked on a doc and there was a woman who was in Tower 2 and was burned on like 90% of her body was burned. Like, I mean, third degree burns. And she completely had to be put back together. And she's talking about, she she was the last, ele, I think she was the last elevator trip that came down. She came out of the elevator and was hit with fire. Like fire completely engulfed her as she was exiting the elevator. And to hear her tell her story of how she came back from that, it you know, it's jarring, man. It's, 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 to think back to that time, you know, we're in a, we're in a different place. Like it changed everything. It changed how we travel. It changed how we look at the world. It changed how we look at at our surroundings. Now everything it, it's possible that we could be attacked some other way. You know, and I, I think the security of living in America that that's gone. It was um, the first time in our generations that the chickens came home to roost. Um, I remember being in an apartment. So me and the wife were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And I went to go move the car. And, I, and I'm hot 97 at the time. The morning show was on. And they were like, oh, a plane just hit. And it was starring Buck Wild. So you know, oh, these niggas is playing. And I come upstairs and I look out the window. And from my window, we could see the world trade in the distance. And I see a trail of smoke. By the time I go into to turn the TV on and wake up, um, my girlfriend, my wife, tied with the second one hits. And at the time I was working for AT&T Wireless. So the reason why the cell phones didn't work because at the time, no matter what cell service was uh, around at the time, it all went through Verizon, uh, um, Bell Atlantic, whatever it was called, Verizon at the time. And they have, er er everything still goes through a landline. It goes through a cell tower, it goes through a landline. And something hit. Because there was so many calls and they wanted to reserve for 911, they had shut off like cell service, whatever. But anyway, I'm watching this shit and we're in disbelief. And I call my mother because we had a landline. I call my mother and tell her, did you hear what happened? And as I'm talking to her on the phone, I start screaming because we watched as the tower, the first one came down. And I, to this day, I don't like to watch movies or anything about that shit. I, I just can't because I could, you could feel the loss of life. You could, if you, if you are, if you're any sort of empath or have any type of empathetic feeling towards people, you can feel that shit as that building fell. And I knew quite a few people who lost mother, father, my man Bing lost his his ex girlfriend who was a friend of mine. She was working in one of the law firms up there. It was horrible. And then the days that followed of walking down the streets in Jersey City and just seeing fences filled with pictures of people who were missing, just lining the streets. Um, 
finally going back to work and being a part of a team that we went down to Liberty Park and we were we were helping with cell service and they had these things called cows, which are called cell cell towers on wheels, basically cell cell service on wheels. And we were providing cell service for first responders and they were coming over in boats and we were giving them free phones and stuff like that. And to be down there and see it and all you can just see is just it's smoldering and the smell. Um, it was it was something that I never forgot, will never forget. And like I said, I can't watch anything on 9-11 anymore. I, I don't like to watch it when it comes when 9-11 is celebrated uh, every year. I don't want to see how they fell. I don't want to see those how, how, who done it and all that shit. Because to me, like Rick said, that shit changed America. That's the first time. I mean, because the, the first time they hit World Trade was like smoke. But when they hit it with those planes and conspiracy theories or not, people died in that shit, you know, and it's fucked up. And, it, and it, like I said, when I began the statement, it's chickens coming home to roost because America had been doing all types of bullshit. And we knew this shit was going to happen because there was warning signs. This guy had already blown up a boat. He, he'd done a lot of shit already. Bin Laden had done a lot of shit. We trained him. And it was just America, you know, thinking that they're untouchable. And they proved them wrong. And like Rick said, it changed everything. You could, man, after that, you couldn't get on a plane with nothing. You can't get on a plane with a fucking nail clipper. I mean, you it just got crazy. A of water. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's ridiculous though. You know, so um it's just it it it's changed the entire world and because of it, you know, birthed the Patriot Act, and that's a whole other, you know, uh rabbit hole to go down to. But it's just it was a depressing time. I remember re- feeling really fucked up and scared because, like, every time you heard, you know, a, a car backfire, you didn't know if it was going to be a fucking bomb. Yeah. You didn't want to ride the trains because you didn't know if someone's going to leave a bomb. And, and and everybody was on heightened alert. I mean, if you saw if you saw a McDonald's bag with grease on it, you thought it was a bomb. Like, you didn't want to take no chances. And uh, here we are, you know, 20 years later you know, dealing with an, with another crazy thing in the pandemic. But it was a crazy time. And I, 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 you know, I'm glad I wasn't down there. I'm glad none of my friends were there, you know, that that like close friends were there because uh, I know a lot of people who lost parents and, 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 and shit like that. And it was fucked up. It's fucked up. Mm. Fucked up time for the country and, and, and us as a whole. It's, it's funny listening to your stories. Um, I was living in Atlanta at the time and I'm reflecting on it. I don't know if it was worse living in the city during the attack or living outside of the city, having family and friends in New York city that I couldn't get a hold of because I was actually, we were on our way to work. Um, my wife and I, we were, we were engaged at the time, the first engagement. And, um, we were driving, um, on 20 and on our way in, um, we were listening to one of the morning shows and the way they made it seem was as if, some Cessna flew into the uh, pl- uh, mm-hmm. the towers. So we're like, eh, okay, whatever. So we get to work and um, news starts to pre- spread in the office that a second um, plane goes into the towers. And I'm like, whoa. So I call my wife. I'm like, yeah, I think we should go. Because um, she was working in Midtown Atlanta and I was working downtown Atlanta. I, I said, I think we should go back home. So... And we were arguing that morning, too, which was really crazy. Um, And then what really bugged me out was I could not get through to New York. 
at all. Mm-hmm. No calls was going through. And in the office, we're getting news that Chicago had been ta- attacked. Uh, Philly had been attacked. Um, like all the major cities. And the news was all wrong and sporadic. Um, and it was just like... out there. Right. It was just, it was crazy yeah, yeah. because, and I felt like the panic and the chaos. And all I knew was I needed to get out of this space because people were just running around the office saying all types of craziness. So, you know, I, I, I called my wife and um, we went, we went back home and then we still could not get through. And it was like super nerve wracking because all we're doing is just stuck and glued to the TV. Um, but then later that night, the the line started to open up and we started to get through. And thankfully, all of um, our family and friends were safe. Um, and I, I think only a couple of um, people that I went to high school worked in the buildings. Um, and they were unfortunately, uh, they unfortunately perished in the building. But now I, th- I think about it and I reflect on it and my kids have no idea what that is. And you're right. Now they have their own cultural phenomenon and societal phenomenon to deal with. Um, but it, it, I have always had trouble watching the documentaries, like you said. Um, I remember one documentary I tried to watch just so I can get a, a full sense of what happened, at least a perspective. And to hear the thuds falling against the buildings and against the pavement, um, I still hear that in my head when I think about it. And I'm like, I, this is... I, I'm not built to have that type of imagery and that uh, memory in my mind. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I pray for the families that uh, have dealt with it. And on a number of levels, the first responders who are getting uh, shafted by Congress and still not getting the funding that they need in order to get the resources that they deserve, the families that have lost uh, loved ones, um, and just a city that in a country that has been like devastated i think still and just in terms of our liberties and our safety and security that was stripped away 20 years ago like we were <laughs> in the our space we fancy were, free right and like they say every generation loses its happened. innocence and that that was mm-hmm. the, our innocence lost um so yeah so yeah so that's my thoughts on september 11th yeah rest in peace to all those who were lost and you know family and loved ones that you know still deal with that every day it's real talk and, and to those who are de- still dealing with illness mm-hmm. in 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 connection with with their service too um thank you to all our first responders yeah no doubt hey thanks for listening if you're enjoying this episode and i'm sure you are be sure to catch the guys for decoding 40 after dark every monday night at 11 p.m if you're on the east coast and 8 p.m if you're on the west coast Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube. It's the same shit, just live. Decoding 40 after dark. What is was it was movie night or movie, the movie review? Or what are we calling it? Negroes and theater. On on this week's uh, Decoding 40, we all decided to um, review a movie because behind the scenes, we always talking about movies, movies we like, what we didn't like. Ah, everybody's opinion sucks. So we decided to all watch a movie and tell us what we thought about it. So this week's movie is The Tomorrow War, which is on Amazon Prime. It was just released recently. 
And and the concept is, do we want to, uh, who wants to tell the concept? Okay, because you didn't see I'll it. Um, <laughs> I did see it. No, I did see it. No, you did. Okay. No, I'll tell right. the I'm not going to tell you what it was about. <laughs> nah, yeah, I saw it when it first came out. <laughs> Go ahead, Whoopi. You watch so, it with the subtitle so, on yeah, yeah. So, the, so the concept of the movie is is that um, people people from our future come back and um, they they start recruiting people because in the future there is a war against aliens, um, and they're running out of people to fight the war. So they come back in the past, they vet people, and they bring them to the future to fight this war that is in the future because otherwise the world the world is going to end and that's the premise of the movie so um <laughs> i forgot we first to- human beings are going to be extinct. human beings are going to be extinct yes human because they're going to kill all of the people well i want to just start off with my scale um on a scale of five white supremacy this was a three and a half <laughs> i think it was a little they they took it it was three and hoods and a half <laughs> it was three hoods and a half yes I think they Three took it up a, a notch at the end. I think they got four and a half hoods. <laughs> you think it was that high? Okay, good. Absolutely. All right, I'll go. Four and a half hoods. I'm only going to give can. this uh, two burning crosses. Actually, I'm only going to give this two burning crosses. <laughs> <laughs> the end really drove home the the idea that only white men can save the world, right? And, and it was so blatant with the music, how you, the shot changed from eye level to shooting up at Chris Pratt to make him so iconic. Like, he was almost the savior of the world. I would say... Oh, not almost. He was. Jesus. Well, I I was going to say Jesus. When I said savior of the world, they gave him almost that that status as as, uh, the redeemer. With that, veggie backing off that theme, the other part that really disturbed me is that black people were willing to die for him and his family? Yeah. That was incredibly disturbing for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I might. I might I, have I, to I, bump this up to three burning crosses. I might have to bump it up. <laughs> all right. So, burning cross. so. All right. So here's here's the backstory. Right. This is why we chose the movie. So I watched the movie. Right. Entertaining. You know, getting past the the whole theme of the movie or the the under the undertow of the of the movie visually it's a good movie right i like the the sound the special effects and all this stuff so the first time i saw it i had said to l yo this is a dope movie da, da, da. and l immediately eviscerates it that bullshit how is it that white man <laughs> is telling the black man and the black man went did three tours and the white man comes up and he just running shit all of a sudden how the fuck does that happen and i was like damn and i'm Probably one of the most militant Wait, niggas in the world. I was we, like, Damn, I feel. Can we focus like- on that for a minute? <laughs> can we focus on that for a minute? It was because it was the brother has done three tours. Right. <laughs> he knows the lay of the land. He knows how to kill these yeah. aliens. He's he's done. He's it. got one of their. He's got one of. He's got one of their spikes around his. Right. Wearing a he spike has souvenirs that, that saved the day. But at the same time, he had no family in a high position. To make him the hero, it was so nepotism. Now you're talking nepotism. It was white supremacy. Mm. And, Speak on it. And mm. his legacy passing from generation, it went back a generation and pulled right. the generation forward mm. in sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Preach, like brother. you can't escape it. Right. In the future, in the past, in the past, people, and in the present. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They're not going to share. That's what they're telling us. 
Tomorrow okay. War, a.k.a. Hold up. Tomorrow War, a.k.a. You niggas ain't got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no, you will, keep, you will keep fighting. Right. You'll fight for us. You'll fight for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my survival. No, oh, but, but I wanted to also touch on the fact that the brother had to have terminal illness in order to be yeah. in the plot. Hmm. Yeah. He had to die. He was he dead. Had to die. He was already dead. Right. He was dead already. Dead man he was, walking. He's an angry black man who was a dead man walking. Mm -hmm. They they took all yeah. the tropes <laughs> and rolled yeah. them all up into Threw one. Them all in there. It's it's tomorrow war gumbo. That's what it is. The Look, the, the only the only thing was missing the only thing that was missing was his hoodie and a bag of Skittles. <laughs> because and, and he had but it was crazy because in one shot because you say that in one shot where he's in they're in like I guess this hangar or whatever before they get zapped up to go to Tomorrow War and he's got the hat on and he's got the menacing stare and and, and you know like he's he's the baddest one and then he, then they get there and all of a sudden Chris Pratt is running everything <laughs> yeah. like thanks Darky and he yeah. falls back he falls right. back right <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Four burning crosses. Four burning crosses. <laughs> That's I my rating. Say, four burning crosses. Four burning crosses and a tiki torch. <laughs> the movie was the movie was entertaining. Like I was kind of skeptical of the premise when you guys explained it to me at first, but then I was like, okay, I completely got into it. They spent some money on this production, but at the they end, did. I just kind of that I didn't I didn't feel how racist this movie was until the absolute end. And then I was like, well, what, what the, what happens to us in the future? Where, where are we? We don't like, exist. That was the premise of the movie. This is who exists in the future. Also, the aliens were uh, also white. They were also white. I don't know if you guys missed that. They were also white. Yeah. They, so they, it was it was it was the white man uh, competing with an alien race of white people, uh, or white or white monsters that were also uh, competing for resources. Yeah, that's true. They were colonized. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? Vin, you brought up this earlier. This movie, if you think of the aliens as COVID, this movie has to get the Herman Cain Award <laughs> because, okay, as Herman Cain died for Trump, the black people died for the white people in. Tomorrow War. Can we explain to the listeners who don't know uh, what the Herman Cain Award is? Because not everybody may not know what that is. All right. So uh, on Reddit, yeah, so on Reddit, there is a, uh, a, I guess we'd call a page or or, or a server or whatever. I don't know if you want to, what you want to call it. Uh, um, like a blog. It's like a blog. It's a subreddit. It's a subreddit. Subreddit. All right. So I, yeah. I, it's a Reddit, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Okay. It's a blog, whatever. At, at, anyway. <laughs> no, it's a subreddit. It's a subreddit. I don't know these fucking. I don't know this malarkey in terminology. Okay. Well, now it's you a do. Subreddit. There you go. It's a it's a subreddit, and basically they 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 have the Herman Cain Award, and it, and what it is is for all of the anti vaxxers who the the biggest the, the biggest anti vaxxers with the biggest bullhorns who will happen to who happen to perish from COVID, uh, or, or either that or get extremely sick in the hospital, so they get, they give out these Herman Cain Awards. So that's what the Herman Cain Award is. Except Herman Cain didn't make it, and it doesn't matter. This it's not it's not mutually mutually exclusive exclusive. Excuse me for black people who die of COVID, but any anti vaxxer who dismisses yeah. COVID and thinks it's bullshit, any right wing conservative who yeah perish COVID. 
Yeah. Herman Cain Award. Herman Cain Award. Congratulations. Congratulations. But yeah, it, so it, uh, it, that's tom- yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow yeah, world is a, is a, you know, it's entertaining, right? But it was very entertaining. I was when you dissect it, how, how many burning crosses do we get, Mac? Is it four or five now? No, I'm, I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four because I do think that the brother had some redeeming qualities. Um, yeah, that, that's the only reason why I'm giving it. I can't give it five because the brother had four. some redeeming qualities. What was the redeeming qualities? The, 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 the brother had been there three tours. He was a stand-up dude. Um, he sacrificed himself, whether we want to say that's the theme or whatever. He was a stand-up dude. He was willing. He was all in. And yeah, um, that's what you know, they want you to do sacrifice right. yourself for the greater good, so they can live for their end goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, those drugs yeah. we can't we can't buy into anymore. It is definitely yeah. an old movie format. That is definitely a pre Independence Day Will Smith type of format for a movie that they oh, resurrected. Will Smith would be better. It'd be a way better movie. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that, but I'm just saying that was the format was, hey, we, 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 we you know, we're being challenged by this thing. We need black people to help us. Black people, you die. We go on to live and my family gets out and we think of you fondly as we go. And but even in else. I am, even in I am legend, the black man sacrifices himself at the end to give the, the yeah. to give the fucking vaccine to the white woman to go to, to white no, land. She was Latina. Well, New Hampshire. She was Latina. She was Latina. She was Latina. She was white Tina. Yeah. She was white Tina. She wasn't she wasn't Jenny from the Bronx. She was <laughs> she, she said she said she said Vosotros. She was from Barcelona. I am from Barcelona. Barcelona. She said she said Vosotros. And the monsters in that movie were what color were they? They were they were blanquitos. No, the monsters. No, the monsters were black, or they were they were of questionable race. They were gray. They were gray. Yeah, I thought color. they were like uh, some. I think it to be black. Yeah, they weren't black. They weren't. They weren't white. When they became monsters, they may have been were, white people, but when they became monsters, they were questionably raced. What they were like grayish. I don't know. They gray? Were, were they gray? They were ghoul, they were, they were ghoulish right, gray. Yeah, so they, they so they, they were raci- racially uh, ambiguous. All right, well, ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right, that's fine. Tomorrow world. You re- tomorrow. You I can't keep saying it's tomorrow world. Would tomorrow you re- war. Recommend tomorrow world. I mean tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow war was entertaining, and if it's a Saturday afternoon and you're sitting flipping through trying to figure it out, it's worth a watch. Um, but you do have to, you know, you do have to uh uh, uh tuck your your racial racial sensibilities when you watch it. Um, but I, but I, as a sci-fi person, I would watch it. I, I thought it was enjoyable. Um, I don't know if I'd watch it three, four, five times. And I know we talked about this before and everybody was doing the shade, but I would write, I would watch bright. I watched bright several times, which was on Netflix, um, which I thought was also fantastical, but I thought bright was better than this. So bright was okay. I couldn't get past the script. I thought the script was okay. Uh, what you, I what you didn't like us about the script. What didn't you like about the script? I mean, they were cursing every five seconds. It didn't even sound natural cursing. It was just like, you know, well, fuck this donut. We're going to eat this motherfucking uh, meal and drink these goddamn uh, colas. Well, that that but that's been a lot of the scripts of the last five years. There was, what was that movie with the kid and he was cursing every month. I didn't like that. They had a black kid cursing and it was called with, um, uh, Kareem and coffee. Oh, man, that was unnecessary cursing for me. That was too much. The title was too much. Like, who came up with that title? Yeah. I think a black person wrote that. The movie was funny, though. 
I can't. I still it. haven't watched it. It was funny, but it was too much it cursing. Was it was dumb funny. It, 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 like you it was offensive. The movie was offensive to me. Mm. All right, let's not get off track. Yeah, it's right. So tomorrow, <laughs> so tomorrow I, I would, war. Nah. I would tomorrow. I would recommend tomorrow war with the caveat that uh, you really have to watch this 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 this. You know what I'm? You know what I was thinking about. This is the reason. The movies like this are the reason why uh, January sixth happened. This is why they made a run on the Capitol because. Every white man in America watches films like this and sees himself as a savior of the universe. Mm. They think they're Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth or whatever other Chris has big muscles and shooting <laughs> the enemy in movies. <laughs> they thought that that's why he was fucking wearing horns and shit because he thought he was in a fucking movie. Yeah. He thought he was the yeah. savior of the universe. And this is the lie that Hollywood is telling. So Hollywood does have some blame in this because they keep telling white men that they are they they are the saviors of of, of the planet. From three hundred to fucking uh, was it Braveheart? And I like Braveheart as a movie, but yeah, it's it's an ongoing theme. It's an ongoing theme. Uh, the changing of races of all the Egyptians. I mean, yeah, it and all the. And all these movies that they do, like the redos of these like biblical stories, they all white British accents. It is it, it, <laughs> right. It's every it's everything it's fucking from crazy these superhero movies to John Wick to what whatever the fuck they see themselves. They think they're John Wick. That's they ran up in right. the Capitol thinking right. that they were they were they were doing John God's Hick. work, and I am. John Hicks, right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've seen John Hicks about four thousand times. They thought funny. they were doing they thought they were doing God's work. They 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 honestly think that they are doing God's work. Mm, yeah. And I hope you go to jail. And I hope they burn in hell. I hope they all go to jail. So unfortunately, recently um we lost another icon, um, definitely for everybody on this show, and I think a lot of uh, people of of Black Entertainment. We lost uh, Michael K. Williams um, to a drug overdose in his home, um, and this one was really shocking for me. This one that was actually really th- this this one shook me up a little bit. I was I was very um, uh, I was kind of thrown off 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 uh, my program by this one, but um, I think we're all familiar with him from The Wire. He was Omar from The Wire, and I think we we were all endeared to that character. But he has done so much great work since. Um, from working on Vice to working on Lovecraft Country um, to working on quite a few other things. You know, what is your favorite uh, Michael K. Williams moment, guys? I, I think Lovecraft, well, obviously we've, we fell in love with him at, at, during The Wire, you know? Um, I think one of the mm-hmm. hardest scenes was when when Omar got killed in The Wire because you wanted that mm-hmm. character to go on and, because and, he, was, he was honorable, you know what I mean? He was a thief. But he had he had morals, he had principles, he had standards. So his, his values were was were honorable, even though he was stealing from people. But then the uh, mark the of a good actor. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rick. I was gonna say the mark of a good actor is when you root for the criminal. <laughs> like we rooted for, I rooted for fucking Omar. Everybody, mm. when, like you said, when he got killed in the show, that shit was like fuck. It was yeah. like when String a Bell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was that, that was same hard, that was type hard, of thing. He. Yeah, that was a hard one too. It's like 
that role, I mean, I've seen the why. I've watched the why at least three or four times. And and just he he was that show. You know, he he made that show. He was great in Lovecraft. I actually started watching uh Bo- Bo- Boardwalk Empire because I never really watched the whole thing because I want to see his performance in that. Um, like Max said, it it, it it just hit different. It just hit different when he when you know hearing that he passed, and then you see the videos of him dancing and having conversations with young men in the street, and he just seemed like a genuine person. Like a type of person you'd see at a fucking Starbucks and have a conversation and he'd give you, you know, five minutes of his time just to say, hey, what's going on? You know, he, and, and when, he, when you lose people like that, it hurts. He, he actually was that guy. Like I, I met he was he was one of the few actors that I actually have met. And I and I met him and I was like, and I said, yo, what's up, man? He was like, what's up? Man? I was like, I really I really am a fan of your work, man. Like when I when I watch you work, my my my. Uh, belief is suspended or, or said something like that. He was like, yo, I really appreciate it. He was super nice, super humble. We just kicked it for him and I let, let him be. Um, but really nice, really humble brother. And, um, you know, and I've met some other actors that I won't name that I can't say that was the case, but he but he was really nice, genuine brother. Yeah, I um, was really taken aback. My wife told me the news and I, I she often gets the names of uh, actors wrong. So I thought that was the case this time. And I was like, there's no way. Um, but I grabbed Maybe my phone Michael Jackson has already passed away. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I grabbed my phone and I uh, realized that she was right, which was really shocking. And I don't know, that really kind of hit me because, like you guys are saying, his portrayals in movies and TV shows are always so spot on and always so um, genuine. And, and they just, you connect with them. And I happened to watch uh, Brooklyn's Finest last weekend. And I forgot he was in the movie mm-hmm. until he appeared on screen. And I was like, wow. And for some reason, that actually made me feel better about the news because I realized that his legacy is going to live on for a very long time. And all these character act- actors that he has um, contributed to the art are just going to stand the test of time. Um, Wendell Pierce um, said, uh, some incredible words. And I think what stuck out to me is that Michael has given television two of the most iconic roles ever. Absolutely. I was about to say that two of the, the best yeah. television shows ever in the history for me, right. these both are on my top 10. Right. Absolutely. So, Hands down. And um, today, actually, the, the day we're recording this is his memorial service. So I think it is just apropos that we continue to give this brother his flowers, even after life. Yeah, definitely. I never had the pleasure of meeting him, um, but I, I know a lot of people who were friends with him and, and some who were close to him. And uh, when he was alive, I heard nothing but glowing and lovely things about him. Like that was the, that was the one thing that was always said was how much of a, an amazing, nice, lovely guy he was like, that was, has, has always been how he's been described. And you think about how do people describe you when you're not in the room? Mm. You know, that's, that's Mm. a real tale of what your legacy is going to be. 
How do people talk about you when you, oh, that guy's an asshole. He's all right, but he's an asshole, right? No. Every time I've heard anybody talk about him, they always said, oh, he's such an amazing person, such a nice guy, generous, you know, very, very open, very vulnerable, very accepting. And um, it's, it's a huge loss. It's a huge loss because we know that he was only going to get better at his craft. We knew that we were only going to see greater things from him. So when that's cut short, you know, it's, it's, even though we don't know, I didn't know him personally. I felt that loss. I felt that mm-hmm. loss because we're never, we're not going to be able to enjoy um, anything new from him, but we still, we still have what he's, what he left behind. What what I also uh, found um, would made would made it, I guess, him more of a everyday person was a lot of the posts on Facebook and Instagram. They're not of his like movie clips. There's some, but a lot of it is just some on some regular everyday him on the street, him dancing. Like I had no idea that he was a dancer. That he had he had a. Uh, directed the crystal waters video he was the choreographer for that um he was not directed but the choreographer for that like i had no idea that that's where he came from and to see this he has this one video i think i think you might have posted rick of him dancing and you can the brother is feeling the rhythm and the drums and it wasn't you, you got to see another side of him and like and he was the exact opposite of some of the bad guys he played like he wasn't that person and i'm sure he had his moments but you think about Omar and then you see him dancing to some house music. It's like a totally different person. And it's a shame. And I, I, one other clip I saw him where he breaks down uh, with the 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 uh, Lovecraft uh, cast and because um, he was going he was fighting his demons mm-hmm. and it's it, he's he's going to be missed him. You know, Chadwick, you know, there's a picture of him and Chadwick together. It's, you know, two kings, man. And, and he's going to be missed. His 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 movies, you know, that's the wire, man. Like I, I can watch that shit i don't give a fuck i could watch that shit all day that that is one of the best shows out there and he was he made that show without omar that show wouldn't be what it was you know so you know definitely rest in peace you know to, to that brother i w- i would recommend uh if anybody's interested in listening to uh fresh air um they did a, a best of michael williams um michael k williams um, the interviews that Terry Gross did with him, and it was really, it was really good because it, it it leaves you feeling after after hearing his own words, it 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 leaves you feeling hopeful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he knew his purpose in this world, he fulfilled it, and then he exited stage left. That's mm-hmm. the power, of Michael K. Williams. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for hanging out with the Decoding Forty crew another week. Make sure that you check us out for another episode every Friday and leave us a voicemail, 608-618-4040, 608-618-4040, and tell us what you think about the show. Ask us any questions. Get involved. You might end up on the show. Any last words, fellas? Uh, life is short. Buy more plants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> By plants, you mean weed? <laughs> weed? I just said plants. You take it how you oh, will. If you will. Okay. Hey. All right. Uh Life is short and uh, find your fucking happiness. That's all I got to say. Well, I just want to say I learned that um, uh, 
Mac might have one of those Starsky and Hutch uh, red lights that top <laughs> 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 of your hood. Tell us what we want to know, Huggy Bear. Some of y'all move the car and whoop, whoop. Uh, run you never know. So, That's funny. You, know, you never know. He, he does you have a know. bald head and he has a bag of charms lollipops in his glove compartment to play coach. You never know. Black you never know. Bag of gummy dicks. <laughs> evil doers, evil doers, beware. Beware. Okay. Evil I fight fires and chase criminals. <laughs> That's right. Oh my goodness. That's right. Um, what I was gonna say is, um, if not now, when, and do what you love, the money will come. Facts. That's our show, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. 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 Peace.